Welcome to episode number 12. I am your host, Sebastian Engstrom, and today, Mike Pinya joins us. He is one very kind human being. What really strikes me about him is he sees beyond the veil. He is an incredible artist. He is a lifestyle holistic coach. He's a former entrepreneur in the restaurant industry. And he is now fully engaged in his passion and is really his gift. He made a very intriguing switch. You will hear his story and how that came about and how he is serving his medicine to this world. I'm thrilled to have you here and uh, welcome again to episode number 12. If you haven't done so so far, subscribe, like, give five stars, good deal of the day. Appreciate you doing so. And even give us a shoot us an email give us some feedback love to hear it side performers we go hard we never stop we're constantly on the go and that is very taxing on our nervous system on our being this is to give you some space to let you breathe come back to yourself and let your nervous system relax gonna do so putting one hand on your heart on your stomach and we're gonna do a breathing exercise I'm gonna skip three minutes and three seconds ahead if you just want to get to the podcast you close your eyes you're gonna say I love you and your name as you breathe in in three two one in out in focus on one person any person who comes to mind and this person is gonna have the biggest smile on their face you can feel their energy their joy their happiness because it's radiating to everything and everyone that's around them they are in this amazing space right now because they feel the love they feel the love that they always long for because they're helping people they're giving to others and they are just being themselves the pressure so is gone the past is gone and they're just right here right right now in this moment and they have everything that they ever longed for in this moment because they realize the secret to living is giving they don't need to prove anything they don't need to do anything to be good enough can just be themselves so can you 
because I love you. We love you. So do you. See that. Feel that. Embrace that. And take it all in. Because we're all one. We're all one. It's a bit surreal um, coming into Oakland in the f right now and um, even activating all of our senses right now that, that we did with the deep breathing um, feels I start feeling things and that's why I usually I, I, I bring that up in my gratitude or my affirmations every morning that I want to feel my feelings today because that is something that I've gotten away from so many days so many years even in my past the more I try to do the more I try to force things um, the less comes through and the less I can really do because I get so trapped into following a path that is not my own just this structured laid out step-by-step -step process and coming here and you sharing oh this is the same architect who built our Hearst Castle. And there are all these beautiful flowers. There's this, there are colors. It kind of reminds me of a, a blend of, uh, you can say Puerto Rico and Oakland mixed together. And it's this beautiful, like all these stairs coming up. You walk into your apartment and um, there's a lot of charm. It's an older building. And the, the there are just beautiful art hanging everywhere and that's what you see here too this is all mike's art and i have and that's what you see at all the other recordings the two pictures that are hanging besides me are from mike as well so he is the, the master artist and uh really part of the 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 co-creator of the safina code uh really from an artistic um perspective and and the masculine and the feminine all that came through with inspiration from Mike. Um, so when I came in here, I'm like, let me just take a bit and just look at all the beautiful pieces here. And like I told Mike, it, 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 it takes a lot for me to really be taken back or impressed by art. And, and I can just, I can, I can stand here and just look at his pieces. Um, that means so much. Yeah. I really appreciate that. And, and the next piece, just to go through the senses, then I smell, there's a certain uh, scent, and maybe you have, um, I don't know if there are, are there specific oils they use? There's something. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 There's a blend going on right now. Okay. Yeah, I got that. That, uh, it's, um, so we got Legends. It's like a mix of anise and, and lemon and uh, copalba. There's a few other ones I can't pronounce, but yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the blend. Okay. My brain on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because there's something that that I mean, it's activating for sure, and that is one aspect that I'm stepping into more and more is the senses and really what can that start doing, one with your body, uh, but also then you go into your energy energy bodies or your energy systems or you can say your chakras depending on how how deep you go, and that's something I would never go into before. And um, I've been all into taking these psychology strength assessments. And there's one I took the other day, part of the team that I'm working with, the creative team for creating the platform and the website. And uh, so it's a Gallup strength assessment, pretty cut and dry, um, incredible results. It always gives 
amazing insights so or anyone who hasn't taken a personal assessment please do so i mean it's it's incredible but the thing with this the interesting thing is he's like okay well now i want you to do this and this is another part i want you to write down your answers and then based off of your answers i'm going to create a soul matrix and there are certain oils that i'm going to prescribe to you and certain crystals that i'm going to prescribe to you mm-hmm. and part of my old self is like hey hold on but part of like but but that young like that that really my soul i'm like wow this is freaking amazing like i I just want to dive head in and uh i come here now i'm like mike's got it going on man yeah i mean yeah i'm so connected like uh, it it ignites certain things and i feel like when you were saying engaging the senses there's so much that we spend in our mind there's so much time where we're not really connected to the body and you can spend a lot of your life just observing it without feeling it. Like yeah. You're not engaged or, yeah, just taking in the world around you just because it's so easy to get in a thought loop or just lost in future forecasting and whatever happened in the drama from the past. So anything that gets me just, like, in my body and, like, whether that's breath, whether that's just smelling some some pretty smells, <laughs> it's all, it's all uh, yeah, it's stacking all those variables. Yeah. And to set the scene, I think even more of where we're at, um, this there's a certain uh, scent to this. And it reminds me of my grandmother. My grandmother was a very spiritual woman, a very artistic woman. And she was all about, but <laughs> the, the flip side to that with a lot of artists, she was completely unstructured. She was like, oh, have a meal? I don't know. It happens sometimes. And my mom would be all about her. It's like, hey, like these are children. They need to eat at a certain time too. Like you can't just go on and, <laughs> and right. just love and enjoy and sit in nature and paint your paintings all the time. Like it's amazing, but um, and and but but that that brings me back to very fond memories and and um, and the way and the energy uh, that you've cultivated here. And it's very unique. And even if you go like an hour from where I live in the San Jose Campbell area to to here in Oakland. Uh, incredibly different vibe and i know you're from this area too like how did you end up here in oakland yourself yeah well my family moved me out here when i was like 10 years old so i've been in california i'm pretty acclimated to the west coast but i'm originally from the east coast um bounced around i lived in santa cruz lived in san francisco for a while and then kind of eventually moved to oakland and been part-time living in the bay for the last like feels like five years now Mm. So yeah, I, I like to travel around and, and Bay Area is home based, but yeah, all over the place, Mill Valley up in the north, I just I'm enamored with the coastline. So yeah, mm. you said all over the place in, in the last five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what has that looked like for you? Man, it's like a lot of places. It was a uh, yeah. There was there were some like lifestyle things that that guided me to um, travel a lot. But the initial thing was me moving down to Bogota, Colombia to open some bars and restaurants and Hmm. do some consulting for a restaurant group down there. I was opening, well, I was a part of this, that was was just the world I was in for about a decade. I was was in the restaurant industry and um, opened a private club in in, um, San Francisco with a buddy of mine. um, And... uh, not that it was mine, but like I was, I was working the bar for him, and then that led to Columbia, and then Columbia was about a year for a contract, and I just got, I just got the itch to keep moving around, and I pivoted out of that industry, and 
yeah, it, it looked like me just aimlessly flying by whatever wind caught me, but it was really just like cultivating self-awareness, trying to like separate some marbles about who I was and some beliefs about who I was, the old story that was yeah. like guiding my, my future. So yeah, it was, it was, it was, it looked like probably reckless from the outside. <laughs> <laughs> what? Really? What, what makes you say that? It felt, it felt productive. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was just, there was some, um, after Columbia, I came back for a little bit and I was in a long distance relationship with a woman down in Columbia. Let me, let me just ask you before we start diving into after Columbia, why Columbia? Why Bogota? Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it's hard to say no. It was just this company down there that had a really cool restaurant group that was just like, I had never been to Columbia. I didn't speak any Spanish. I didn't, uh -huh. like, salsa dancing was foreign to me. So, like, <laughs> I was just, yeah, I was just like hungry for that. And it was funny, like, yeah, I was just, I had just gone out of a relationship while I was in San Francisco and I was mm -hmm. kind of just like closing that chapter and just open to what was next. And then just this opportunity came up like a month or two later and it was like, yeah, it was just, everything just lined up. It was just perfect. So. Hmm. And what was your experience like there in Colombia? I assume it was that the first time living abroad? Yeah. Yeah. It was my first time out of country living like permanently. I've traveled around, um, but yeah, first time like immersing myself in a foreign place. Okay, so there's a little bit of an ignorance uh, that will come here now, but I um, um, a little fun to it. So when I went to, so when I came to Missouri, um, and I went to, that was the first university I attended was in Missouri, and there was a guy who was from Colombia, and just to make fun of me, we called him King of Coke, right? And, and I think that's what quite a few people know Colombia as is narcos is is a lot of um, a lot of drugs overall um, but you didn't hesitate and, and when, what what did no okay okay they were glad we set that straight yeah yeah, yeah no it, it does it does have like a yeah it, it's traumatic uh, history for sure yeah they're still pulling themselves together for sure yeah but I know there's so much more. Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah they're, they're just incredibly passionate people. Like mm -hmm. for me coming from San Francisco and this culture and the, just the pace of it, um, not quite like New York, but San Francisco has a buzz. Mm -hmm. um, when you're in Bogota, when you're in Colombia, you're just on Colombia time. Like mm -hmm. I had to learn, just pay, pay no attention to like meeting times. <laughs> <laughs> dates that they have in mind for you to open up they're just very heart driven um, huh. i just remember like somebody showing up to a meeting late and they're like oh i'm sorry i met my buddy on the way here and i just I, we had to get to coffee so i was like oh okay like i guess like that's cool wow <laughs> so it's just it's just a it's a whole different um a whole different approach and just like uh yeah it was it was really refreshing for me to step out of the race and just be down there and like be present and like be heart driven because they're just such a yeah, everything is just out on the table um emotionally for you like huh. whereas here i feel like there's just definitely um yeah it's just a it's a different energy in, in the bay area but what came up like do you have any other stories or examples that you feel like wow this this stood out to me as a heartfelt moment where it was 
you saw a difference yeah felt the difference um seeing i mean going to like a, a like a, a little music club and like it just feeling completely like the odd one out if you're not dancing and like hmm. being completely immersed in, in like swimming in this in in the moment like yeah everybody was just completely yeah uh, like uh, i'm just so used to just like being at a show and people are just kind of nodding your head and that's like as far as things go here yeah um but yeah it's just everything was alive there uh they're really tapped in and tuned into to that i feel like they're just like they come out of the womb just dancing to like <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah, it, it was it was good for me to step out of my comfort zone, um, in, in that sense, and I really got to see like, man, like, uh, I better start moving, I better start dancing with this, because dance was always a fan. Like I, I'm, I, I play music and I've been playing drums for since I was like eight years old, but mm-hmm. it started out with me just dancing. Like yeah, as soon as music hit my ears, I was just like couldn't control it. So, like, <laughs> Yeah, it was. It brought me back to that and reconnected with that part of me that I kept pretty dormant. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I want to touch on that, but I tie back to a previous note that you made of you're meeting someone and they're like, "Oh, I I met a buddy," and they're like, oh, "Okay, well, you you're you're pretty late now." And and that is that is a concept that um that it came up even today in a conversation that I had with, with the team that I'm working on, on the platform and on the website and, um, of this manic focus on time and control and perfectionism. And I've started adapting a, a saying progress over perfection because we're always looking for perfection. Um, when we look for progress, it feels like we can able to dial down slightly. And then one thing is that I'm still, thinking of is growth over consistency Mm. growth over consistency is one i'm pondering on Mm -hmm. because i find that if you do something consistently you get results but then you have that saying that i can't remember who said this maybe it was stephen Pressfield. it was someone i show up at nine o'clock in the morning and Muse can find me if it wants or not. Like, I will be there. Right. While I've been trying to dial it back to, I'm not, I'm going to stop forcing myself to do certain things at certain times and just follow what I feel inside. So I'm still, I'm trying to decipher and find out mm-hmm. what is it that is truth to me and that is inner guidance versus what is laziness and pure fun and I don't want to deal with the discipline and taking care of things so and 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 that goes into what you were speaking of there I felt like all right I've I've not implemented enough discipline in my day today this past week and and this transferred into for example now like that is one of the things that I struggled with like coming here I ended up being 20 minutes past the time that we decided on and and that is that is I'm like okay what is the concept behind that and, and what is the meaning behind that? And, and I know part of that is, is my own inner reality of, of self-love because I get so trapped up in my own reality that um, also that if I am late, I lower the expectations. And now I don't feel like I can receive as much love, but it's part self-destructive too. 
Uh, I'm taking this this in different angles and, and hitting it from different angles, but um, but I know part of it is all right. Well, that's also a story I can tell myself, and then I go back into kind of the Jocko Willink approach, extreme ownership. Well, I can talk about all these reasons why something happens, or I can just take ownership of it. Like Sebastian, are you just gonna let this linger and tell these stories and be in your heart, or are you gonna do something about it? So, so that is that is a journey that I'm on right now, embracing both of them, because I think there's beauty to both, like the Colombian culture, like the heart-centered culture, but also, okay, well, there's 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 part of accountability. There's part of okay, when you make agreements, how do you show respect and how do you show uh, discipline, not only for yourself but also for the other person, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, and yeah. and it's also yeah, I think to to piggyback on what you're saying there is a role and a function to having that side of you that wants things to be like orderly and perfect, yeah. like that perfection. And, um, yeah, I think there's a quote by Flaubert that I heard recently that just really stuck and it's, uh, be orderly and disciplined in your life so that you can be violently original in your work. So mm. it's like setting that stage for things to like come through and be present and in it and in that flow. Yeah. Um, and that's all about having that discipline. Like Pressfield was talking about, it's like, show up and also don't take it too personally if like it doesn't show up the muse isn't there you know um yeah yeah how do you approach your work uh i'm, I'm trying to create more structure and in, 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 i'm not trying i'm creating more structure yeah. in my chaos <laughs> uh. yeah there's a less linear more of like a spontaneous spontaneous uh approach to the 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 art like if I'm really inspired, sometimes I just will just get lost and, and not remember all the other things I had to do. Or mm. just like, you know, like I want to ride the wave. I don't want to let it pass me by. So yeah. you can't really tame that and, and know when it's coming. Um, but yeah, I've cultivated in, in, in my days practices in the morning that kind of get me primed up and ready and um, be able to tap into that flow yeah because it's it's um it can be cultivated it is like a skill um, sure like for sure just like uh yeah attitude is a skill like whatever you're trying to produce you yeah can bring that one thing what you're saying there is if i don't do at least one meditation a day if i don't do and that is going to to inq he says meditation is going to the gym of letting go mm -hmm. and if you and some might say well why do i need to let go well <laughs> you don't want to carry so much stuff that you can't focus or be clear on on what you need to do or want to do or let creative creativity or muse come through you because if you're always holding on to things it, it's going to be a, a yeah a hard experience it's going to make life tougher too mm -hmm. um and the one of the key pieces too is the morning affirmations that I do uh, and the gratitude and some of the things that I cultivate like even even saying today I pushed it I did too much in the morning because I, I try to help out uh, my wife to get some some meal prep done and um, I didn't do the gratitude before my morning meeting so I didn't set the stage and part of this is um, I do uh, accountability practices and I say certain things I I'm for example I say it in Swedish but I'm accountable I'm reliable 
I am at least one minute early. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I feel it in my body too. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I don't say it, I am a very feeling person. And when I, when I shut down my feelings, I, I become a very miserable person. Um, and, and that's what I said early on, like it's great to feel great to feel but it's also when i feel and riding that wave which, which is the most beautiful thing that you can do how do you still dial it back and how do you still i think there's there's a um there's uh, always a, a good need for lists or writing things down and keeping track of things mm-hmm. um to not to get too scatterbrained but but like you're saying how do you how do you reel yourself back and the practice that we did here on the um right before like i love myself i forgive myself mm-hmm. that is something that i have alarms for so i remember to do that because i get so so into yeah ideally i do it hourly it doesn't happen but to really start to remember i because I, I get so into things i forget to feel my feelings it sounds crazy oh, but no, i'm just thinking in my mind like if more people in the world had that alarm set yeah <laughs> right what a different world we would be walking through yeah um that's beautiful man I yeah what what are practices that, that you have in your life? Similar. Um, a lot of breath work. Mm. A lot of, um, like every morning, it's, it's, it's breath. It's, uh, and you know, I do have um, some other like subconscious kind of things that I, I, I try to rewrite some programming from the mm. past that is through like hypnotherapy, through different things that are just rewriting some of those hardwired things that are from the past. Um, And those things really do shift my mind. It like creates a mental picture for what I'm creating instead of just aimlessly kind of just like waiting for it to show up. What's an example of that? Through the hypnosis. Uh Um, So every night I fall asleep to this, it's it's my own voice. Like Mm -hmm. I'm guiding myself through hypnosis and it's, um, it's, deep relaxation of your nervous system so that you can put down your guard you're like getting out of the conscious mind and stepping Mm -hmm. into what comes available in the subconscious so um you can have some really valuable insights and things come through that wouldn't come through because you're too locked into what your current state is um yeah we're we're so driven by our our conscious our subconscious but our conscious mind only takes like five percent of our our daily waking hours so. sure what have is there something recent that has come through that you would be open to sharing i've been doing more writing um yeah so like taking inventory and and, and putting words to these things that have uh-huh. happened in the last 10 years where i feel like i've made some some strides and and have let go of a lot of things that were um you know, limiting me in my growth. Mm. So, um, yeah, I mean, just like when we were doing the breathing earlier, like my, my, my right eye, not my left eye was like starting to tear up and welt up. I was just like, man, just taking those breaths and like saying, I love you and I forgive you. Like, like, man, if we heard that more and, and could do that more often, Mm -hmm. um, it probably wouldn't have triggered that type of emotion in me. So it's there's so much that um, we can we can tap into and and um, and have that appreciation and that like joie de vivre, however, like that lust for like living and that feeling and engaging and everything. Um, yeah, it can get easy to be lost in the sauce when like 
we're in this like attention economics where the media wants to make every problem your problem and it we can just be too tightly wound mm. so um anything that just can just like make my shoulders drop like allow the present moment to to speak instead of have some sort of you know future that's completely made up and fictional sure so I'm very intrigued about the recordings that you have. I've heard that from psychology books to it could even be Tony Robbins to Joe Dispenza. There are a lot of people speaking of it. Mm-hmm. I've never tried it because it's kind of that border. Like, oh, like I need to put in effort, but it's. I guess there's a slight shame in like who am I to speak to myself? Isn't that kind of strange? But I see the value for sure. And now that I've um, doing the affirmations that I do every morning and speaking it out loud and I do my movements and I, I, I connect all the different senses. So I really feel and you know, feel my feelings and I hear myself say it. It's so much more powerful than if I just think it. That is just one sense activated. How um, how do you feel? What, what are the biggest changes that you've noticed when now that you know you're doing this for a while? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you get an opportunity to um, make new meaning to things that happened. And, and, like, we all have scenes from the past that are, that are either traumatizing or had some sort of, you know, whether it was something somebody said or somebody did. Yeah. Um, so having the opportunity and the space to, like, look at it without feeling it and, and have... Um, I mean, it's similar with with a lot of um, like plant medicine, a lot of different um, things that they're diving into now, where they can like take these traumas and and rewrite them or repro like just reassess them in a new way that can be um, for you and something that you can be grateful for. Like, yeah, usually it's through the darkest times and, and, and the things that hurt the most where I find the most meaning mm-hmm. where it drives my passion and my joy and the way to take pleasure in life. And so, yeah, the, the hypnosis has really been a process of, of, of taking those things and allowing them to be and not have any type of judgment or, um, yeah, letting them be there and then like let them stay there and then move forward without them kind yeah. of thing so I can only imagine that you're very different now compared to what you were like when you were in the, the restaurant industry and also the, the club and the bar industry so my wife was in the industry for quite so quite a few years um, and I can relate to the the Latin American aspect and, and your connection to that. I'm a, I'm a huge salsa lover. I don't yeah. dance enough, but I love it. Yeah. It's it's my favorite way to connect with dance and movement. Mm-hmm. And um, so my wife is half Ecuadorian. And uh, yeah, cool. so we get that aspect from her family. One of my best friends growing up was from Chile. So um, I was very early on immersed in the Latin American culture and what you're saying with the heart, uh, but the, with the passion and just not holding back emotions. And then the, the, the playfulness is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so the, that is a little off topic but but dialing it back to the uh, the restaurant industry and um someone there's there's immense pressure and it's kind of to play hard uh well work hard play hard and you're freaking going all the time uh there's a lot of uh i mean from my wife and i know to a degree i mean there's a lot of drinking on the job in 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 many places Mm -hmm. drugs on the job after the job all the time Mm -hmm. Uh, but in the same time when you go to restaurants you meet some what it seems like some of the kindest uh waiters and waitresses and i'm not saying if you're doing that that there's anything that that makes you a bad person but it seems like a lot of them have it together like how what was your experience like of the the plenty of years that you you spend in the industry and there was a reason why you spent so many in the industry yeah yeah i mean um alcohol is a powerful um conduit for things that you regret Hmm. (laughs) I, uh, and, and I think that industry being surrounded by it and also having that energy exchange with people. So there is like a level of, um, like, um, you, you get to hear a lot and see a lot from the people that come in. And yeah. when I was at, like working in a private club, it was seeing the same people over and over and serving the same people, the same drinks and just seeing, like getting to hear what other people's lives were and, and um, yeah, I mean, I had some of the best fun. Like, it was just a wild ride, and I yeah. definitely got what I needed from it. But, mm. um, yeah, it, it comes with a price, and, and I had to be really armored in that way, too. Like, mm-hmm. having that energy exchange and seeing some people that were using that type of medicine to damper any type of thing that was, um, you know, they didn't want to feel or they weren't ready to feel Mm -hmm. you know it's like we all have these ways of these mechanisms to to get through life and so um that part was what really got me out of it and Mm -hmm. um yeah so having that armor up and it, it can be exhausting like having having to you know not only like be a night owl and that's like kind of against my nature Mm -hmm. but also um holding space for people in that way Mm -hmm. and and it seems kind of funny to say it's like holding space at a bar but like no um, i hear you no for sure that's what it is yeah so part of me really felt um limited in that but i was also just you know trying to have fun with it and it was it was great but i just couldn't imagine like i i made a promise to myself at 30 i was just like i couldn't continue it was just gonna eat me up um, yeah and i got to see people that you know it got to rip apart because they just couldn't pull out of the wave that was, that mm. was like driving them forward so um yeah that course correction like you were saying you know healthy striving towards something better and having that awareness around where your what your trajectory is um so yeah i hope that yeah so yeah when so when my wife speaks of it it's also <clears throat> it becomes a wild ride but it's also a dance of sorts like you you create this incredible almost of a community like you 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 make friends too um and i feel like it's in a different way i was in the restaurant in- industry for a very short amount of time but it's a different type of feeling and it's more of camaraderie um i feel like than other workplaces mm-hmm. that i've had mm-hmm. um and then there is <clears throat> it becomes this 
place where you meet so many people and that was the most enticing part about it about it when i was in it and and what you're saying holding space like you can truly be curious and learn about other people's lives their situations what they're going through you can just listen and it's a new adventure every single day and then you can serve them and it feels amazing to serve one and someone or just help someone out um but what 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 did you feel like led you there in the first place how did you get into the industry yeah it was um yeah i mean man you really dial it back and go towards like um my you know growing up uh so there was just learning things that like i in, in school like i moved across the coast and, and i was told i had learning disabilities and, mm. and um things that kind of made me really decide to you know when we're young we're taking all our information and learning about ourselves through the eyes of others and i was being told that i I had a learning disability like i wasn't good i wasn't going to progress in certain ways and so i just put my energy towards music and art Hmm. i didn't really apply myself until probably like 20 21 when i was like just taking some philosophy courses and i was like oh i actually kind of care about this stuff yeah um and so that was you know most of my life was just being in music and uh yeah uh, i was a bit of a like carve my own way through that and uh with that i was just playing i was playing a bunch of bands and playing music and needed a job that could be flexible and let me take nights off like that Mm. Um, and that was bartending okay (laughs) but and then eventually you're saying after Columbia, now we're dialing it back, and you were going to tell the story that something you had, what, what, what made you decide that you want to leave Columbia and want to happen after that? Yeah, it was, um, it was just that feeling, that burnout, and, and seeing, like, I, I could have easily renewed my contract and opened some other places with them. Um, but I really got to see and evaluate what that would have done to me, I think, mm-hmm. spiritually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so... What was it doing to you? Uh, it was... kind of like... like what I was saying, kind of just giving it... Um, feeding those vices and like the the environment and the lifestyle was starting to wear on me mm-hmm. and i just didn't like the person i was with and i like gotta spend all the time i have with them so. yeah yeah sure <laughs> so yeah i just i just knew that um something something more uh was out there for me and it wasn't until i did like a 10-day retreat in the jungle with with some plant medicine or hmm. um some shaman and just got to really pick apart um, the way that life was, just how it was affecting me more more than I could see. Hmm. Um, and I also got to see like what my potential and where I could get the like higher reaches of that if I were to make better, different choices. Yeah. So what did you start doing? Do you feel like it just happened like like that, and then you started? All right, I'm done. I'm moving out of here. I'm starting a new life or was it progressive what was that journey like making that transition yeah it was really um hard 
Hmm. Like everybody I knew, all my friends, yeah. like were were tied into that. So it was really a lot of the travel was um, a way to peel away from it and, hmm. and really get to like just dive in and look at what I was like really what brought me joy and what got me really excited. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it was relationships or things like that, I often would put you know myself on the back burner or just like that people pleasing quality where it's just like here for for others but not really taking care of myself and what Mm. i wanted and so um a lot of the solitude a lot of the you know um travel like being like just a novice and Mm -hmm. just like being experiencing different cultures and different ways of living um yeah, it was, it was a lot of uh, self-examination. Was that always a part of your life, the self-examination, or was that something you really started dialing in? Because you mentioned philosophy, that you started getting interested in that at 23, 24, or maybe mm-hmm. a little earlier. But was that part of your life, like through and through? Was that something that started coming with age? No, I think I, think I always... Um, yeah, I think I was always like very curious. Mm. That led me to a lot of different things. I always like wanted to know how things worked, and I wanted to like whether it was music or something like that. I would like dissect a piece of music, and I would just like want to figure out how they did it. And, yeah, like, watch watch them play, and like I was very kinesthetic learner. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that gave me. Um, yeah, I think uh, a different kind of viewpoint on, mm. on life um, I couldn't I was like I was terrible at like a lot of things and like figuring out why mm-hmm. <laughs> they didn't connect or why I wasn't like able to fit a certain model mm-hmm. um, kind of gave me um, it felt like a disadvantage but now that I see it, it's it's actually like a superpower of mine like I can go in and, and evaluate and see things that aren't always super visible mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with the music with the art was that still a part of your life in the industry restaurant industry as well yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah still like i still have um some studios that i work out of and, and i get some gigs once in a while but it's i mean right now nobody's really playing live shows and sure but, um, yeah but yeah, it's definitely still a love of mine, and uh, I kind of dip in and out of it. I don't, I don't. Um, it's not, yeah, it's not as much like artwork is one of those things. I get to kind of be the director and the producer of it. I yeah. need other people and like rely on other musicians. It's it's more like a, a solo sport. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I, I do enjoy it, and I do love the community that I get with with art with the music. Yeah. So there is a friend of mine. He um, he's from Germany. He was on the podcast earlier. Jonas is his name, and he went to the United States. A, a big reason was because he wanted to continue his passion while he still was studying. His passion is running. He is incredibly fast human human being, and yeah. So he he uh, because what happens in at least northern well Europe overall is when you stop. It's all club sports, 
and you play up until college usually and there are a few who continue um but a lot of people stop but he wanted to continue he was like well the way to do that is go here to the united states and um he still runs uh it's more now if he really wants to be engaged it's slightly harder um on a club level but it was also what i've experienced myself the more and deeper i got into corporate life or just a professional career the more it felt like well i don't have time for that i don't have time to enjoy myself with uh, for example i speak german too i'm half german but i don't dedicate any time towards that but when i do speak it when i do read it or when i do watch something in german then it starts connecting back to my grandmother who I spoke to earlier. She's from Germany and, and to very fond memories and connections to Germany. Um, or when I do play basketball, it barely happens. But when I do, I, I, I get into this flow state super easily. And, and, um, but I barely dedicate time towards doing that. And especially when I was at, you can say my most uh, productive I don't know productive but when I was the most laser focused on my career I a lot of that stopped and especially as I, I met my wife we had a child all of that went out the door and um, it made me very cold like it made me very shut off and cold and uh, hearing you maintaining your passions in life is, is incredible and I think that's that's such a valuable thing for so many to hear there's one book that that I recommend anyone's rethinking success. And this this gentleman really goes into diving into deep in different parts of, of success and how how what is success to you? Like who are you looking to please? What is your audience? But one of the things is also how do you emerge both your professional reality and your personal reality? Like are you gonna live two different realities or are you gonna merge the two of them? And his, his recommendation is, well, try to merge them. Like, don't try to be two different people. Like, that's not going to be good for you long-term or anyone else. Like, the more you merge them and the more you're whole with yourself, the better you're going to feel. And his recommendation was a very small one. But do 10 minutes a day, or not a day, a week only, of something, a passion of yours. Because I know there's so many people who are so lost out there that they they're like oh well that surfboard for example that we're looking at right now like there you have like i had a surfboard my one of my greatest dreams growing up was uh to one day surf and uh, i bought a surfboard almost 10 years ago oh eight years ago in florida when i was living in missouri and i was on spring break i used it once <laughs> And then I was sitting, and I and I and I, and I, I traveled several places, and I, and I brought it across the entire United States. And recently, a few months ago, I donated it, and um, it was a little too short. I couldn't handle it anyway, so mm-hmm. I, I needed a longboard. But but the the principle of it is, part of it is when you get a family, your priorities change. But it's really seeking for me is seeking that freedom, seeking that moment when you lose sight of everything else you call it the wave like getting so immersed into something you lose track of time you lose track of space you're just one with what you're doing and getting into that flow state and you just strike me as that is something that is a big part of your life right now but you never really lost it yeah yeah man i uh i try to cultivate it and it's one of those things that's um it inspired like it, it, it can be just as simple as just like seeing a really beautiful sight and just going and witnessing something that gives you a sense of wonder and awe like yeah that can trigger a sense of like yeah there is no time in that sense like 
in that in that space. And you said something really interesting with like speaking a different language, and it's a part of our brain where we're like accessing a different part where we become something different. Like we're, mm. we're there's like another character that comes through when I sure. speak Spanish. You know? mm -hmm. Yes, for sure. Um, and so I think there's something to be said about the words that we're telling ourselves and the words that we're speaking. We're always painting that reality with whatever you know words we're speaking. So how would you describe that character who speaks Spanish? Oh, How is that different? Like, he's a great dancer. Yeah. <laughs> he can like, whip up a sweet guacamole uh -huh. anytime. Um, no, uh, I think it's, it took me a while. Like just learning Spanish was such a, a, a journey for me and learning to let go of like sounding like a fool. Mm. And, and I can't roll my R's, so it's like not conducive for most things in Spanish. <laughs> Um, and so I, I think, yeah, I, I think there's a lot more freedom I can relate in that with, with, um, with Spanish because it doesn't have to be super calculated and correct and, mm. and it can just be like messy and yeah, I'm not like, there's no, there's like less ego attached to it now just because I've accepted that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to be writing poetry in Spanish. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I hadn't really like thought about that before, but when you said that, that definitely like I can resonate. I'm gonna do one quick check, and we're gonna edit this out. Sure. Just uh, the maximum recording time has been hit. Movie recording has been stopped automatically. The maximum recording time has been reached. Speaking of the languages, there and, and what you're talking about, stepping into a different reality of who you are and who you can be and letting go, that is really the main one of the main things that i discovered here coming into the united states it allowed me to fully let go of my past of everything in sweden of everything from my identity to the reality to the way of being to my family to expectations to who i thought i needed to be society everything and i realized wait I can just do whatever I want. Nobody knows who I am, so they can't hold me accountable to be that person. I'm like, wow. Okay, well, let me let me have some fun here. Let me shape a new reality. Yeah. And it was so freaking liberating. Yeah. And it was so um, freeing. And so many times we get stuck in these stories of uh, just living these repeated yeah, just stories of who we are and who we've always been. Mm -hmm. And we get so stuck in them um, because we follow these routines. We're very routine as human beings. And then who do our parents expect us to be? Who do our friends expect us to be? Coworkers and so forth. And we never really evolve that much because part of it is we're afraid. Because if we start changing, people are now going to start questioning, well, what are you doing? Like, who are you? um like what are you doing things like that and it takes a lot of guts and it takes a lot of just inner knowing and wisdom and self-love i would say self-love mainly to just 
feel like, yeah, like this is me. Like I'm, I'm growing, I'm changing and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Instead of, um, I even, this happens when I talk to my family now and it's been 11 years in the United States, I still go back to those certain ways of being that I used to be when I was in Sweden. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very much more reserved, not as, ex- I'm, I don't express myself as much. I don't feel my emotions. I'm not as, you can say, passionate. I don't, I don't really get into things in the same way. And that's one of the things I love about the United States is the, and part of this podcast too, the, the extreme way of taking things performance-wise, but also exploration-wise. Um, and with the German piece, like you said too, I kind of step into a different identity there as well. Uh, and it's interesting, depending on the culture and where you go, you experience so many different aspects of yourself too, but you also start realizing, whoa, reality can be so different based off of my way of viewing way the the way of life but also what tv says um and what everyone else around me says and and what you're saying with colombia time now has a completely different meaning and even going for me i had aha moments going to thailand and the the rural parts of thailand and and being a volunteer there at one point and seeing and being at a school home and all these children didn't have any parents and there were I mean, maybe two, three hundred, and they all slept in the same room, uh, and it was dirty and it was dusty, and um, they all slept in this massive room. Uh, and when we came there, we wanted to give them so many different things, and there were some some of the volunteers that the bottom things, and the biggest thing that I just realized that they all craved for was just love, like all they wanted was just love, and it just hit me in my heart and it just struck me like shit like we take all these things for granted when when the biggest thing that we all just need is just is just love like we we like all these just having parents just having people around us who care for us and here these children are at least they're 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 not on the streets they're they're with each other but just having someone outside uh come in and be with them and play with them and 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 hug them like that means the world to them um and it's incredibly humbling and going to even to to peru uh opened up my eyes of and it's an interesting thing being in oakland with um with black lives matter and the big wave that is hitting the united states and i think it was is bound to happen at one point or another and and the changes that it, that needs to happen in this country just worldwide but then in latin america and I, I can't speak to latin america overall i know peru and i know this happens in other countries too i did not realize the racism that still and is occurring there i thought it was very oh it's it's very much of a tight-knit community it's all a, a lot of uh, unity passion togetherness what i did not realize the indigenous people they are usually at least in Peru, in poverty. They're the ones that are looked down upon. It's the, if you have some some inheritance of the European descent, then you're more, you're standing above them. And there's, there's significant discrimination. You can even say racism. Mm-hmm. I had no freaking clue. And, and uh, they call these favelas, um, these um, these impoverished areas. They're the, they have the opposite there. If you live in the inner city, you're rich. If you live in the hills, you're poor. Here, well, it's a little bit. Usually, if you live in the hills, at least in Los Angeles, you're you're rich. But here, you can also in the city, you're you're rich too. 
sometimes, but uh, you get my point. But but w w the 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 path I'm going down here is I realized a new. Um, you can say white privilege to a new degree, and even though Sweden has not taken part of that, it's still part of you can say Europe and part of. Um, just the privilege that I get by by being there and it it's sad to a degree because it's so been so indoctrinated in some of these indigenous people that they look down like they don't really look you in the eyes they don't really um they feel you can feel like they have a a a, a view of that they're less than you I'm like whoa like this is this is strange, but it's really eye-opening to to feel like I'm this well-traveled person who's been to this many different countries, and all of a sudden I go to 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 Peru or to Thailand, and my entire world just gets changed and gets altered, and and all these 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 things that we talk about with um, with global warming or even with how we need to change our society, yeah, start at home first the first and foremost and this is something my wife and I talk about a lot is to start with yourself mm -hmm. find a love for yourself yeah. like if if Macklemore has the saying don't don't try to change the world do that what you love and and do that for your rest of your life and maybe one day the world will change mm -hmm. and and it it, it 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 brought it made me so humble and, and I haven't thought about it in a long time but just realizing that there are so many different people in this world and when it comes to global change or a global uh, climate change there's some people who even know of that word because they're in a position where they're just looking for food on their plate on an every single day basis mm -hmm. and i think also yeah there's there's a way of incorporating the higher powers and we all who are more privileged to make a change or to think outside of ourselves if you look at the Maslow's hierarchy what can we do for self-discovery also take into account okay well th there are more people the more we are united the more we get on board the more better we all do as just just as a world the more we can make a change and it's not always black and white we need to reduce emissions to this and we need to do um we need to eat better we need to change the way our habits yeah but it's first and foremost a change with ourselves like we need to look at ourselves and we can point the finger all day long, and especially with the Demo I'm going on a little bit of rant, but the Democrats and Republicans, you do this, you do that. I mean, shit, like, let's, let's just see one another as human beings. Like, there, there was this episode <clears throat> and then the other day by Aubrey Marcus, and, and, and it's been coming up more and more, is the um, human trafficking and the sex slavery. Mm -hmm. And it just puts freaking perspective. Um to your life like there are people who can't control their lives because they're literally slaves and they're forced to have sex and they're children in this position yeah. and it's such a horrible reality yet we're we're talking about oh well we need to tweak this or change this law or you're wrong for doing this or you're a trump supporter or you're a biden supporter whatever like that doesn't fucking matter like if we don't solve the basic things like yeah it's great like let's come together and let's have good like standards of living and and how how to rule or how to how to govern this country but let's let's take care of things that matter and and what they were prompting to is like we need to change this by what we demand from the media but also that that starts with okay 
we need to stop being so what you talked about hypnotized well you what's incredible you're hypnotizing yourself but many a times we get hypnotized by others by society by media by billboards by tv by music by everything else around us and tying a full circle doing the traveling is exactly what can really start opening your eyes if you're open to it understand am i open to looking at what is life like in a different different country um we've been dropping into journeys like meditation for you um you're saying like plant medicines has been helpful there are many different ways if you start exploring what can reality be like i think that starts to open up your eyes and then eventually hopefully you can give that to someone else yeah man it's the unity i think that we um it's it's so hard for us to tap into that part of our brain when we're stuck in survival mode and there is that degree of separateness you know it kept us alive it was the way we're wired because tribal times if we were unfamiliar to somebody or another tribe we probably you know we weren't granted access to certain things foods that weren't familiar we wouldn't eat because it could kill us you know so we're wired to like reject what's unfamiliar and sometimes that can look like you know um when we're traveling and, and being a foreign object to other people you know it can be it can it can take us out of that but um yeah man when we get to blur our edges and really see one another as humans and brothers and sisters we get to create way better living situation for the rest of uh, the world that we all rely on and yeah things like that like child trafficking and the things that like it's like yeah when you look at what people are talking about and what we're what we're really putting our energy into and and how it's just the petulance of tribalism man it's just it's mm. not it's it's hard to, hard to remember that we're all just like matter and energy mm. with one another the the path you're on right now and there's more of this now in your life than ever has been before and i know i'm on this journey where i, I went from having a solid job solid income health insurance and all that to having none of none of that it, it's a path that you've been on now for for a while what has that journey been like for you and yeah what is what will it look like in the future you think um sorry can you repeat yeah <laughs> yeah so your your reality shifting into you might speak into your reality today and how it has evolved since you left the the the, the, the restaurant industry mm -hmm. yeah. um and what is your day-to-day -day like right now because you're 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 doing something completely different yeah yeah it was uh you know reinventing myself actually, yeah you know? i got really into uh health and wellness and just discovering practices that can really clean up my, my you know, the, the body I live in. And um, I started coaching and did some like holistic lifestyle coaching and being able to help others was really helpful for me to see, you know, like who I needed to become to, to, to be of service in that way. Mm. So yeah, it, it's just, a lot of it's scratching my own edge and, and things that, like practices that have helped me um, move through certain things 
that I'm now able to share with people and um, yeah where that's going it's just it's just consistently expanding and finding my edge mm. like, where I'm where I'm not fully expressed like, mm. like leaning into those things that still make me uncomfortable and make me want to like distract myself with something else just because it's hard to feel you know like that's where I need to go that's where the that's where the treasure is you know it's like the places that we don't want to go sure yeah um, but yeah it's a good question where that'll lead me but I, I think um, it's the journey we're all on and um, being able to to share it with people and to like be be able to talk and have these kind of conversations is mm. where you know some some we get to make those little course corrections like you were talking about sure what are you leaning into right now hmm. Hmm. there's a few things um yeah leaning into um leaning into yeah looking at what I'm if I look at my receipts of how I'm spending my day like what like what did I accomplish in a day and things mm -hmm. like that um I'm leaning into getting out of that like mechanical doingness mm -hmm. and um trying to be in the being a little bit more like hmm. there's so much that I I'm like I can get wrapped up in courses and try to like get certified with everything like it's a merit badge and I'm trying to fill this whole like <laughs> this this like trying to prepare myself to have the answers to everything kind yeah of thing. yeah um, without really taking the time to really apply it and um yeah like um integrate it so I think it's it's really been a, a process of peeling back and doing less mm -hmm. and bringing more presence to what I'm doing mm. um, if I like I've been in this writing practice where I like sit and like every day it's a three hour block or you know I'll do 90 minutes mm -hmm. like a little bit of stretching and movement um, just to like show up like press field you know Mm. To, to lean into the resistance and the things that are scary like whether it's a conversation I need to have with somebody um, showing up in my truth you know a lot of times um, in the past it would be just me like sugarcoating things or just trying mm -hmm. to avoid or like lying by omission just like yeah. not sharing how I was feeling sure so yeah those are the places that, that I'm still still exploring and um you said three hours a day you're right yeah about 90 minutes i'll, I'll a three yeah yeah 90 like, sorry I, I made that into three, three hours, hours so. yeah it's like 90 minutes and then yeah. I, I i gotta move around while i'm doing it so yeah like a 20 minute break or... and and that is just reflective and an outlet that it's not you're not writing with a mission like this will one day be an article or published into mm -hmm. to a greater book of work or is that part of it too no there's no, no there's no destination yeah I okay it's more just like like having conversations about things that sure. don't normally get expressed like you get to kind of 
it's like a, a way to process information that doesn't normally get out. So, sure. Yeah, I think I can, the squirrel running around in my head, you know, yeah, it's like yeah. a little place like, so I don't have to think about it anymore. <laughs> so there are many, many different, um, you can say tools they have in your tool belt and many things that have helped you along your path and that you uh, help clients with and that you uh, teach what what have been the most significant to you and if you were to give any tips like what what would you highlight mm. yeah man there's so many i think um anything mindfulness um meditation um anything that can turn the hum of like anxiety mm. down in the mind and get us present there's just so much so much wisdom that could come um from letting the body speak and letting 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 ourselves go there um yeah it sounds super simple but it's really not <laughs> like, yeah just, sure like, sit with yourself and, yeah like, be away from any expectation or any um, anticipation. Just like letting go, hmm. and surrendering into the moment can be really, really challenging. So, yeah, that's been the most most productive for me. Mm -hmm. What What is a good way of starting that? I like. Uh, I mean, there's so many apps and things like that now, which I yeah. haven't really gotten too into. But um, breath work. Um, 20 conscious breaths mm. um, just resetting your nervous system mm -hmm. like noticing where your awareness comes like when you veer off and mm -hmm. and it's just that like nudge to go back into it which is like what we're all striving for it's just like being aware when we get off track sure and, um, so yeah just taking inventory on breath yeah yeah what um are there any other practices that come to mind? Um, play, play, yeah, yeah. Play. Mm -hmm. Get out there, like, be in the sun, be in the elements, be in nature. Connect with um, the thing that's bigger than you. Sure. I think that's like always a sense of inspiration, and and we get to. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's so many ways that we've written ourselves out of nature. I mm -hmm. think. Yeah. Um, and yeah it's i think it's one of, it's one of my favorite ways to reground and be in myself sure that is one of the ways that i miss to get around uh is by bike i do it every now and then not too yes. often yeah um but it makes such an immense difference and it is part a little bit of a play aspect to it but getting outside in the elements mm -hmm. um i had a teacher early on so this is in high school in sweden he was very much about all about being local buying local um sustaining being regenerative with anything that you do so he would wear a mickey mouse uh, t-shirt uh that was pink with um stone like really worn uh jeans every single day that was his outfit and he would wash it and he he made a very clear point of you need to be 
close to where you work so you can get there however you want and there will be less less emissions you should not be buying new clothes and nothing new if you can there's plenty of enough that we can buy used so just do that and it doesn't matter as much of what you look like it's more about this holistic community um and, and why i'm bringing him up is he's he was very much on extreme but this was maybe 15 years ago and he was i mean that's pretty early with coming up with all those being in that direction uh, back then uh, now it's more prevalent um but what i'm saying with that is when you start getting outside and getting on your bike or when you start connecting to play um like for example on wednesday i was running and doing sprints on the grass and and uh, or playing and i still don't do this too often like basketball or i was playing uh with my brother-in-law sebastian who have you met uh, just football he's throwing the football around and taking off my shoes and running in the grass when you start doing that and if you become if you really think about it like this is this really really enjoy it like really enjoy and especially being in nature doing things like that um because the more you do it and more time you start spending outside the more you realize like what are we really doing to this earth Hmm. like how are we what what is what am i really doing with my if you really take it a step further when i drive so far what kind of car am i driving what am i actually buying how much of it is is it that i'm buying and i was and i tried to steer away from that so many times before in my past and because it was uncomfortable oh i want to be like everyone else oh well i like buying things i like oh this i want that muscle car i like i want to have that i want to be that macho man and yeah but it's it's this consumerism and and the funny thing is that didn't bring me any joy well it brought me temporarily joy it was nice every now and then but really like when i have the most fun and when i'm in my being the most is when you're saying when i'm playing and uh yeah that's incredible and um, that's something that is not what you're seeing as like the productivity hack like oh like hack your days these are tamed ways play is the one that i probably struggle with the most Mm. uh so i'm glad you brought that up yeah it's uh it seems counterproductive but yeah i think it's it's um it's a nice pause yeah on everything And, and like you get to being that childlike wonder and like imagine things and like I yeah I thrive on it like if I don't get surfing or if I'm like yeah if I'm not on my bike enough or if I'm not out in in the wilderness like I get just like I can feel it on my body like sure. the, the pressure sure so it's like a release valve for me yeah for sure. yeah and that is I became a better um even incorporate better professional <clears throat> when I was doing this, when I was out in nature, um, in nature especially, because it was such a reset. And you connect to something higher, you connect to, to energies. And I was always tell my friend, my, my, my work buddy, like, nature is my church. Like, that's when I go to connect. And because it changes my state, it changed my state completely. And I've, um, especially being in, living in a city area right now, the more time if I spend several weeks there and if I don't go even if I go outside it makes a bit of a difference but even or if I go to a park yeah but when I really go into nature what now seemed so pressing 
and so daunting and so difficult and I felt such stress mm-hmm. now goes out the window I'm like life is beautiful I am here I'm alive like this is fun like I enjoy myself and everything else it'll take care of itself and come back let's say the next day or or after that that event or after in nature everything is so much more at peace and usually you see things so much much clearer um it's a beautiful thing yeah yeah man it's always available yeah (laughs) so is there anything else on that note that you think is like wow i i don't want to I don't want to leave them off with at least saying this. What do you feel like that those are the most important things? Yeah, I think uh, yeah, find the things that that make you lose track of time and bring you joy. And uh, like you were saying, just like a little more kindness in the world, a little more like acceptance of ourself. Yeah. And um, less judgment and harsh criticism towards ourselves will help us be better people to the world around us yeah yeah I think uh, that's it man love yourself (laughs) (laughs) that's a um, beautiful way of I think wrapping this up Uh, Mike it's been incredible thank you for setting the stage and um, yeah welcoming me into your home and yeah just what how you're showing up in this world while you're sharing and um yeah your freaking art go to freaking check out mike's <laughs> art see by land um uh, yeah. is there anywhere else people if they want to see who you are what you do is there anywhere else they can find you uh yeah social media instagram is usually where i post um get to know me a little better uh see by land or uh live well l-i-v-w-e-l-l are the two kind of outlets for me okay um, but yeah man thanks for coming so yeah. glad to have you here man. <laughs> <laughs> to do this we've been talking about it so yeah um, yeah always welcome here awesome thank you mike mike made me reconnect with play with my artistic self my soul and the creative part which is so easy to forget about and let go of when we just go about being productive in our day to day so I am immensely grateful for Mike and what he does in this world how he shows up and uh, that I've been able to share some of these beautiful things with him If you're watching this on video, you can see the two pieces of art on my wall. They're from Mike. So check out his art. It's freaking phenomenal. It's amazing. Maybe check out his Swings Code. I got a reading here two weeks ago. My wife Sophia did as well. I mean, the stuff that he was able to pull, the cards he was able to pull. I'm doubtful of tarot cards. I'm doubtful of systems like that. But he, he did not know. There's no way he could have known some of these things. And uh, it gave perspective. It was empowering. It was insightful. And I can't recommend it enough. So check Mike out. See by Land, his company. And yeah, even his coaching. All the, the links in his show notes. I'm sending you 
your family, all your loved ones, a tremendous amount of love. And I'm wishing you a blessed day.